hey, it's Allie, your Wonderlust host, and we've got Campbell back on today to talk about road trip in the USA. Hey, Camp, how's it going? It's going good. First two-time, two-time person on here. You are! You're my, my second star! Wait, no. You're my first star because f- you're the second time on. You're a star. I'll take it. Star. Um, anyway, I gotta apologize up front to you listeners, to you, Campbell, because the hubby is actually out of town right now, so that means that the door to my little office slash recording area is open, meaning that my little fluffy butts are gonna run in and run out, probably play with toys, maybe bark. So, apologies in advance, but they're cute and I'll post pictures. They're pretty awesome. I love them a lot. Ellie is my girl. Ellie's the best girl. I would agree with that. But, so to get, like, straight into it, right into the down dirty. Like, this is a weird episode because we're not really talking about, like, a country other than the United States. And we're not, it's not, like, a subject around a country. So it was super awkward to put together. But we're talking about, like, road tripping around the United States. It doesn't have to be, like, the entire United States or anything like that. It can be, like, weekend road trips, whatever. But, Camp, how many road trips would you say you've done in your life? Uh, a ton. I probably, probably at least 20, like, major ones. Because I've gone, because I've gone up both coasts before and then just got back from doing uh, 12, 12 states, two countries in, like, 10 days. So. Damn. Did you go to Canada? Yep. Went to Canada. Uh, went, went, went through Niagara Falls. Then went down through Canada, Canada, got came back through through Detroit, which has the best pizza on the planet. Mm. Quick shout out That's to it. them. So, but yeah, but oh. yeah, but yeah, yeah. Done, done my fair share of road tri- tripping, mainly in, mainly, mainly in the Northeast and also the West Coast because that's where I have lived. West Coast, the best coast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Left me. Pull together, Allie. Pull together. This- hey, I'm sorry. Maybe I started drinking my rum and coke a little early. <laughs> um, speaking of rum and cokes, we'll start our little segment of wandering sips. They're wandering. Wandering sips. Yo, what's up, guys? This is editing Allie. I was gonna put in the intro to wandering sips, but that was just so good that I couldn't. Anyway. Um, so my favorite, like, drink for road tripping is definitely, like, a Coca-Cola. I'm a huge fan. I try not to drink soda, like, during the week or for, like, any times that are non... Oh, you're just opening it. You're just... You're going. All righty. All righty. Um... (laughs) Go on. (laughs) But I love me a Coca-Cola. What's your road trip drink, Campbell? Well, I drink water, and like that's really. Oh, fuck I drink you. I, I I drink water, and then I drink milk. That's really it. But so I also like juice. Whenever I um so when I road tripped in Costa Rica, and uh, so I did a cider because it's basically apple juice. Logic. Um. <laughs> 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 and I didn't have anything else, that, and I didn't have anything else that made any sense because I don't want to. You're also, you're also right now condoning drinking and driving. I feel like so. Um. Okay. No. Let's get that very clear. 
I am not condoning drinking and driving. It is wrong. It's horrible. I was married to an alcoholic who had several DUIs. Not a good thing. Don't do it. It kills you. It kills lives. And you'll end up in jail. I don't condone it. I just added the alcohol part to the segment because it makes it more fun. It does. You get to loosen up a little bit more. It does. I'm also drinking my favorite cider. So I'm really happy about it. What is your favorite cider? It's called Golden State Cider. It's uh, oh. uh, um, They're out of like uh, Sonoma County, Humboldt area. Okay. They they, they have two spots where they come out of. I feel like I need to get one. Okay, well, cheers me through the webcam since you're not here. Cheers. Okay. So, I, yeah, in case case it wasn't clear, I have a rum and coke. But normally just a coke when I'm driving. Okay. Just saying. Just making sure. But, I don't know, if you ever driven, I'm driven with Allie. She definitely kind of drives kind of crazy. So, I'm not sure if there's only been coke in that drink. Um. Whoa. Whoa. Shots fired. Some serious shade up in here. I'm feeling fiery today, so. Apparently. I um, only like to get where we're going. Like, one of the reasons why this was going to kind of be a funny podcast, I hate road trips. What? How do you hate road trips? Well, think about it. When you drive with me, I drive fast because I want to get where I'm going. I don't want to fucking take the for fucks ever. Well, uh, <sighs> have Kyle drive and then... No, he swerves all over the road. Just because he has glasses does not mean he swerves all over the road. He is a great driver. I love Kyle. You be nice to Kyle. He Okay, he's a cautious driver, which is not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. Um, he always gets us safely where we're going. He's probably had fewer tickets than I have. And, hey, 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 I see that up, bro. And he, he is a good driver. He just also really likes to look around while he's driving. And that can be a little, a little scary sometimes. Well, uh, you just have to be able to do two things at once. Like, like, like when I was saying, um, 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 like when I was talking about the road trip that I just did, we're going through the fall foliage up, up in New England. And so I so I do all of the driving whenever I'm with, generally with anybody, but especially with my brother, because he's a Californian. Californians don't know how to drive, surrounded by Oh, them. what are you, Mr. I live in San Diego? Well, you know, I'm a transplant, so I didn't know how to drive. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, uh, but, but, uh, um, we're driving through. Uh, um, so we're driving, we're driving through Vermont, and Vermont was gorgeous with all, all the leaves changing. If um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you've ever been to New England, but there's really two times a year I think people should go. One is the summertime because it sucks for like nine, nine months of the year, so they're really happy during the summertime. And and then the other time is during the fall for like two weeks when it's just absolutely gorgeous with the leaves. And so we're driving through Vermont, and you can't help but yourself but look around a little bit. So we're on these back roads, back roads. So you have to just take little glances here and there and see everything (laughs) and be safe about it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, you, yeah. Okay. We'll just, we'll just, we'll uh, agree to disagree on this little subject and uh, move it on forward. Um, yeah. I think another reason I don't like road trips though is because I get car sick. 
Okay. And I just always do. And, like, Dramamine only helps so much. Um, I only don't get car sick if I'm driving or if I'm in the front seat. And, yeah, I don't know. There's I also have to pee a lot. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I do. Like, I can't usually drink anything because I have to pee. So, that sucks, because, like, if you're trying to go to L.A. or, you know, you're trying to drive, like, a far distance and there's no bathrooms. But on the, I think it was the first episode, Taylor and I talked about the Go Girl, and I really should get one. That's just another reason why I should have one. Yeah, because it's way nicer being a guy where you can go anywhere you like. In the anywhere middle of nowhere. you want. Hey, you Quick. see that cactus over there? I'm going to go pee on it. Hey, I'm a weird nature. That's nature. We're just becoming one with nature. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, please. Uh, so, so when you are driving to a place, do you generally take the fastest route there, or do you take the road less traveled, like more scenic? Oh, but I, I take the road less traveled by. That has made all the difference. <laughs> No, I would like to say that I do do that. I adore that that poem that has been, like, my life. I, like, I don't... Oh God, Campbell, why you gotta ask the deep questions? So deep. It's um, just a yes or no, but... <laughs> it's not, though. It's not. It's so not. I feel like I try to always get there the fastest, but again, kind of going back to, like, getting car sick. I don't really like road, the road trip. Um, but God, I mean, like, in life, I would like to say I take the road less traveled by. So I think that's what makes road trips better. And Ugh. so that's one thing that my brother has taught me because my brother, he, his philosophy in life is, is legitimately life is a marathon. So no, no, no reason to rush it. <laughs> and well, so, yeah, yeah. So, so, so whenever we travel together, his first thing that he does is he looks up a scenic, scenic routes of whatever state that we're driving through. So, so for example, for example, we were driving from San Diego to Vegas to go watch a hockey game in Vegas. And, and, and I mean, and instead of taking um, the 15, the 15 to, I can't remember the, the other interstate, which is like the most direct route. It takes you like the outskirts of LA. We decided to go super east, go through the Mojave Desert, Joshua Tree, and then uh, and then like and then also through uh, near Death Valley, near Death Valley, to get into uh, 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 to get into Las Vegas that way. And it and it was gorgeous. Like um, the desert is by far really pretty to see for me personally during the winter months of the year or fall months of the year. Because besides that, it's super hot. But I think taking like those scenic routes are really what makes the road trip worth it. Yeah, I could see that. I just struggle with like wanting to just get there already. I think it also depends on like why we're going on a road trip. Okay. You know, is it to get to the end destination so that we can have fun? Or is it just like we're going on a road trip because we want to go on a road trip and we're going to go see a bunch of different places on that road trip? And I've only ever done a road trip like that once. Otherwise, it's always been like we are driving somewhere to get somewhere. 
like whenever you probably went to Fort Bragg, I'm sure your your destination is Fort Bragg. That's where you're gonna do your your, um, your, your fun stuff. You're not stopping right. in places along the way. Right. But, yeah. Exactly. But maybe next time you should. It'd be more fun. I do. I mean, there was this one time that we were driving to Seattle, and um, for the listeners, that's like an eleven hour drive ish from Reno, and. On the way back, it was, like, really rainy, and, like, the weather was just horrible. I think we went in, like, October or something, and we ended up, like, staying the night in some teeny tiny little stop on the side of the road, which was actually kind of adventurous, kind of spontaneous, and a little bit of fun, but it also took a day off of our time of being back home, so, I mean... There's trade-offs for sure, and I think I think doing a road trip type traveling is best when you don't have like a set schedule, and you, uh, I'm, I'm, you're not worried about how long you're gonna spend in your ending destination. The whole journey is your your whole journey is your destination, and and so I 100% get what you're saying with that. My biggest issue with ro- with road tripping, because. I also have my own fair share of issues with it, but I do love them, is I am a big planner, and when you road trip, you can't plan, really. And <laughs> does so, make it harder. It makes it very hard, because, because first off, weather can get in the way. You could find a cool spot that you want to do instead, and then you miss the, um, the other thing that you researched on, and then FOMO kicks in, and you're like, oh my god, which one was better? <laughs> so it's more about like enjoying like the trip than actually the destination. I guess if you like put it in that perspective and kind of say it's more about like enjoying the present moment rather than enjoying like the immediate gratification of getting somewhere quickly. I don't know if you can say immediate gratification, but I think you know where I'm going with yeah. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I 100% understand what you're saying. Yeah. The biggest thing, the big, the biggest thing about road trips is biggest things about road trips is, you need a big enough car. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the biggest it, part by far. It's not comfortable when you, like, are cramped. We have actually driven down to L.A. multiple times, which is, like, eight hours from Reno. And um, one thing, maybe not quite completely legal, but um, in the middle of the night when we've gone down, like, super late. Like, one time we left at, like, 9.30 p.m., I don't, I don't know why. Um, we just decided to go. It was super spontaneous. And we were driving, and I was so tired. So like, Kyle was going to take over, and I put the, the seats down in the back, and we had, like, blankets and pillows and stuff back there, and I, like, laid down and napped for a little bit. Nice. I was really expecting you to say, it's not really legal, but I decided to put a splash of rum in my Coke. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This again. We just talked about this gamble. But, Come on. But no. You're but, killing me. Um, what are you, Italiano? I don't know. I'm studying Italian right now. Um, but, uh, but, uh, um, but no. Um, I think when you are in road tripping mode, there's certain risk that are not technically legal risk that no one is suggesting anyone does is, uh, right. but you, but you do them, <laughs> you do them to, like, right. to right. fall asleep or, um, to have more enjoyable time. 
because there's only so much there's only so much you can do especially especially driving at night especially driving at night like that's that's when i i i feel like i actually drive probably the most when i'm on my road trips because like during the day i want to like whatever spot i get to i want to spend as much time there and when i'm like driving through a place especially especially places where there's really not that much to see besides Mm -hmm. farm field after farm field and so so during that time period i rather just drive uh, drive through the um drive through the night so i get you yeah yeah same same I understand that. I mean, I, I feel like it is almost easier driving at night because you just focus on the road. Like, there really aren't other distractions except for those spooky ghost deer. And, I mean, like, I'm talking about the ones, like, on the way back from Oregon. Oh, like, like just north of Susanville? Ghost deer. Like, just yes, north of Susanville? just Susan- north of Susanville. Yeah. They are, the, they are the worst. They are the worst. So, so, so one, one time driving from Reno, um, Reno to... Uh, I think it was Ashland. I think I think it was Ashland. And I love Ashland. It's a great place. Sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. Good. I just uh, went there and I was really excited. Um and uh and uh and it legitimately felt like a video game of like I'm I'm like in Mario where you um, where you're trying to like avoid like the fireballs coming at you. Jimmy's trying to um, you're trying to avoid the deer and they were <laughs> everywhere and they're all watching you and like. Some would just run out of nowhere, and you're in, and like you're just in like that that tense like tunnel vision. Like, okay, where are you, dear? It's terrifying because like they will. I I think what's worse is that like the I think it's like seventy miles an hour there. I think that's like mm-hmm. the speed limit, and so you're going. You're probably honestly going like eighty, you know. And then all of a sudden you're just driving, and there's a deer like three feet away from you on the, the side of the road, like standing there staring at you as you go by and you're like, oh! and then there's like more. And then, yeah, some will just like run out in front of you. Thankfully that's only happened like once or twice to us on the way back that one has like run out in front. Otherwise they've just been spookily standing on the side and it's, it's creepy as fuck. So my best, like so, so my best deer story was, um, my friend Nick and Marissa, they um, um, we were driving back from the Redwoods back to Reno, and this is just south of Susanville, so we thought we were out of the deer, and so we were oh, feeling no. felt safe. And all, all of a sudden, there's a car, and um, there's a car that's going the opposite direction of me, slowing down, and like I'm in like I, I, I was looking around to see if there's a deer or anything, didn't see anything, and so all of a sudden this deer comes bolting because it's being chased mm-hmm. by a cougar just over this fence and at this point in time me and the deer are about parallel to each other like side by side like i'm looking through the passenger window and i see the deer so i gun it i look behind my rear view mirror the deer jumped over the bed of the truck lands and keeps running and then i stop and pull over and 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 marissa who was in the front seat Saw her life flash before her eyes because she saw the deer like smacking the eyes. Nick is in the back reading a book. Missed all of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I can like envision this in my head. Just those two, they're hilarious. You need to have that... them on the podcast. Keep telling you, you need to do it. I do. It. No, I know. I need to. I need to ask them because I actually asked Marissa to hang out and do like another wine night and stuff, and we're really bad at planning. 
I'm honestly really impressed with myself that these podcast episodes have continued to come out every other week. So, well, well, yeah. uh, your listeners, um, um, well, your listeners should look up Born to Explore, and they can see them. They have a, a big bus that I helped Nick convert, and you guys should oh talk God. about it. Yeah, that bus is gorgeous. They did such a good job on it. So seriously, you guys, Born to Explore, super cool. That's like a number two, right? Born yeah. to Explore. Yeah. yeah. Born number number two, Explore. Yeah. 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 For shiz. Um, so like back to road trips though, what do you feel like is your number one road trip food? Like the snacks you have to have in the car or the food that you have to get when you're driving? So this, this might sound very typical male, male of me, but local jerky. (laughs) (laughs) Careful Campbell, your maleness is showing. (laughs) But I, 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 so um, so whenever I go on a road trip, you always see, like, on the side of the road, like, fresh local jerky everywhere, like, through the West Coast. And so I always like, want to stop and get and get some good jerky. The best jerky I, I had was either when I was road tripping in Utah or up near Yellowstone. They had, like, they had these beef sticks, and they were delicious. They're, they were amazing. I did used to love some good jerky, but I think, like, now that I'm vegetarian especially, the biggest things to have in the car are Doritos, love some Doritos, and also fruit by the foot. So like growing up, we never got any like good, like sweet snacky food. Like my parents were super like, like I don't think we even ate McDonald's until I was like eight or nine. Like we didn't do fast food. We ate like really organic, fresh shit. But um, we always got crap on road trips. So fruit by the foot is something my mom used to pack us like little bags and we always had surprises and snacks in there. It was so cute. Um, so fruit by the foot, Doritos, goldfish used to be like a big one. Still is. I love goldfish. So I'll eat those two. And then some sort of chocolate, like M&Ms or something like that. Okay. The only, the, um, the worst, the worst road trip um, food to open up and to open up in the car is, is a uh, is a uh, um, anchovies, and not 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 that somebody who I've driven with has done that, named my brother's girlfriend Melanie, and then left it in the car, and then left it in, and, and then left it in the car, um, on when so we went hiking for six hours. It's the worst thing. It's the worst smell. Worst thing ever. Cause That's it, disgusting. It I don't never, even know how how you eat anchovies. Well, well, okay, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> be be a good person to be to be on the road trip with people. Don't yeah. eat anchovies. <laughs> yeah, don't don't like eat stinky foods or like pork rinds. I hate pork rinds. They stink. And whenever anybody opens them, I've never had pork ugh. rinds, so I don't know what they're like. Ugh, don't try them. <laughs> um. So, kind of specifically, I wanted to talk a little bit about Washington D.C. because. We just got back from there a few weeks ago, and I haven't had anyone to really talk about it with. Um, it was super fun. I noticed a lot of differences between D.C., like the D.C. area. Um, we, were in, we were in D.C., we were in Bethesda, Maryland, and we were also in Fairfax, Virginia. So um, that was super fun to kind of see the differences between the different places. I noticed that a lot of people in D.C. wore, like, workout clothes or suits. There wasn't a lot of, like, 
I'm looking cute and I'm wearing a dress type of outfits or anything like that. But I feel like we see on the West Coast a lot. I don't know. Well, what, um, um, so, um, so this is this is just a couple weeks ago. Was this during the week or is this during like the weekend you guys are there? Um, both. Okay. We right yeah, we got in. Um, we were mainly in DC during the weekend, but we were back um, on a Thursday. Yeah, so okay. we were there on a Thursday and on a Saturday. Um, oh my god, when we got in, uh, I have two stories for this. The first thing is that our flight didn't land until, like, 10.45 at night. So it's not that late for us on the Pacific time. We're, it's, we're fine. We're awake, whatever. Um, we go to get on the shuttle to take us to the rent-a-car place. Because, like, big airports, the rent place is so far away. I hate it. But we go... I, I like Reno, okay? Um <laughs> So we get to the rental place and we go up to Enterprise because when Kyle has conferences and stuff, we always rent with Enterprise. And they like pulled the reservation. By this time, it was like 1130. So they were trying to pull us up and um, they couldn't find our reservation. And then they realized that it was for a different airport. (laughs) And I was like, Kyle, did you not check which airport we were flying into? To be fair, I think he booked it, like, a way long time ago and didn't quite book it in line with the flights. I don't know what happened. So, regardless, they were like, no worries, we can still help you, it's fine. And so we're like, cool, thank you so much. You know, at this time, it's like 11.45. (laughs) So we head upstairs, they close at midnight. We're getting in the car, we put our bags in, everything like that. And then we're in the middle of, like, finishing the checkout, and their their system crashed. (laughs) And so we couldn't rent the car. This is worst nightmare here. <laughs> it was horrible. And I was so upset. And I was so tired. And, like, we ended up having to leave. Like, Well, you guys no didn't one, get the car? We didn't get the car. What, what did you guys take, like, a, like a Uber to your Airbnb or hotel? Or? Yeah, we had to take an Uber to our hotel. Did you take them an Uber back to the airport yes that sounds awful it was horrible not the greatest way to start it off oh my god yeah it was horrible so we had to take an uber back to the hotel um i forget which hotel we stayed at i think it was like a hilton or something like that um but when we got there oh my god okay it was a saturday night it was like past midnight at this point um there were a ton of people getting dropped off at this hotel for whatever, like, I don't, God knows the reason. I mean, Jesus. We were sitting in our Uber waiting for them to be able to, like, pull up to the front so we could get out. And we were watching all these other people, like, get out of their Ubers and, like, walk along or whatever. And the Uber driver always takes a couple minutes to, like, say that they completed the ride or whatever they have to do. And the, these <laughs> these two girls... I say girls. They were, like, older women, like, probably late 30s. Um, these, maybe mid-30s. These two girls get out of their car. They're wearing, like, 1920-esque clothes, like, flapper girls. They're, like, dressed up, right? Right on. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Well, one of them has to puke. And oh. she's, like, throwing her guts up. <laughs> At this, like, stone column. <laughs> and 
driver is trying to like get the doors closed and like give them their purses. And she's just standing there puking. And like her friend was standing there, like patting her back, like being a good friend. And I had to avert Kyle's eyes because her dress was completely showing her nether regions. And I was like, Kyle, look away. And then also, what fucking friend, seriously? Like, if I am wearing a dress, check my butt before you start grabbing my hair or rubbing my back. Like, make sure I'm good back there. I don't want to be flashing anyone. We have all been there. Don't act like you haven't. Probably, but I was like 21. I haven't done it since. Thank you very much. Have you? I've never seen your ass. Patriots, Falcons, Super Bowl. A lot of crazy things happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. I never drunk, blah, 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 blah. Never one day. But yeah, that <laughs> sounds hilarious. And did you guys at least get a hotel room? Yes. Well, okay. so that was already like reserved and it was the right hotel. That's happened before too, where we ended up going to the wrong hotel. So we were, we were A-OK on that front. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was, that was super fun. And then we had to go back the next day to like get the, the rental car, which sucked and driving around DC sucks. Not a fan. It's not, um, it's not an easy place. The East coast in general, people, people are very aggressive. It's small quarters. So it's really tough. It's it's way tougher to drive there than it is in the West coast. Which means that it was very good that I was driving and not Kyle. Okay. Can you disagree with that? Nope. I was great at driving in DC. I just didn't like it. No comment. Uh-huh. Okay. Um but yeah, no, like it, I don't know. DC was super cool. Like cap- going to Capitol Hill was super cool to see like all of these places that um I don't know, I've only ever seen in movies or shows or whatever. So you've been to LA. So you've been to LA. Have, have you ever been to New York? No, sure. bucket list. Okay, so so you've also been to San Francisco too, though, right? <laughs> Have yeah. I been to San Francisco? Yeah. What, what there for my saying? 16th birthday, what jeez. Am, what, what am I saying? You're only four hours away from it. So right. I feel like I feel like New York, New York to me is the center, the capital of capitalism. It's it's the America. It's the America that people think of think of from other countries. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, I can see it. It's super high in fashion, like finance district, and, and like the Russell, the, the Russell and Bustle, Washington D.C. On the other hand, it was just crazy to me going there because our tax dollars pay for almost every building there, so almost everything's free. It was wonderful. I was like, you go to a museum, it's free. Come on in. The Smithsonian's, they're all free. You you want mm-hmm. um, um you want to go to the Capitol? You can go inside it. You don't have to like pay like a mission or anything. You can just walk on in because you're because because you're a taxpayer. I, I I thought that part of going to see was the most mind blowing thing to me. I was yeah, like going anywhere in America. I feel like you have to pay, pay you have to pay to go into it. I noticed, and I just thought of this, like with you saying everything was free, blah blah blah. Like obviously, yeah, we noticed that it was super cool. Like we got to go to a lot of the Smithsonian's and that sort of thing. It was really interesting. Um, but I noticed that there were not people trying to push things on you and like sell things. 
Versus, like, San Francisco, there are always people trying to sell you things. Um, like, I feel like every major city I've ever gone to, there's people trying to push things and sell things. I think I think, I think think that's a pretty unique version of Washington, D.C. Because Washington, D.C., like, the outskirts and, like, D.C. itself are just two separate places. And I feel like D.C. itself, they try to keep as nice as possible because it's such a small area and it's our capital and a bunch of rich politicians live there so they're trying to make it more or trying to get less less pushing pushing things onto you as like the other cities which have people who are trying to survive make a living they have to do that so so i i think i think that is something something that is unique about washington dc i i personally don't remember it because it's been it's been been probably like eight years since last time i went to washington dc but i've been there about three times and thinking back on it, I remember, remember, like there's no one out in the streets like handing on like anything. Like, everyone could just walk around. There were businesses weren't really advertising as much as you see in other cities. Yeah, more free of solicitation, which is kind of nice, honestly. So, which uh, ma- which uh, which uh, um, major sites did you go to? Um, well, we hit up the National Mall. Um, pretty much. Everything in there we saw for the most part, or we tried to. Uh, we were a little short on time that day. We did want to come back and didn't end up being able to go back. Um, but I think my absolute favorite was the Lincoln Memorial. Okay. It was just like, I don't know, to me, it was just so like awe inspiring. And the only other time I've gotten that feeling, and you're going to hate this, was when I was at the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Of course, Paris. <laughs> um, but yes, I agree with you. Um, my first time going to the Lincoln Memorial was actually, uh, it was, I think, three three or four months after 9-11. And it was prob- probably the best and worst time to go to D.C. because mm-hmm. no one was there. No one was there. And, and this was probably at like 11 o'clock, 11 or 10 o'clock, it was there's a like there's light snow falling and we were in the Lincoln Memorial, just me, my brother and and my dad. It was super awing. It was just very powerful and they, they did such a great job to honor to honor in my opinion, our greatest president ever because of what he did for our country. Yeah, so. I agree with you a hundred percent. I wish that our experience had been more like yours because when we went there were a ton of people and uh, I was amazed by how rude they were. Like, here's this incredible, like, memorial for an amazing man who made such a huge difference in our country and had a, like, lasting impact. And people were talking, even though there were signs being like, quiet, please be respectful. There was this one family when we were, like, walking outside... Um, there's those like marble steps leading down and on each side of the marble steps is almost kind of like like a smooth curvature that follows the steps down and this like teenager was sliding down the curve of that and her mom was like oh ha 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 that's so funny other people look she's doing this come see it's so funny do it again go go show your aunt and uncle do it again like 
What are you doing? Seriously, this this is, oh, this is a reason I will never travel with children until they are old enough to be respectful. Because that kind of shit. Or just be, um, or, or just be a better parent. So I there's mean, thing, So there's something maybe kids should learn to respect her country. Very and, true. Country and, and so it's history. But hey, this makes me worried about the next generation. <sighs> God, I know. Because, like, if that's how you're raised, why would you, like, raise your kids differently, you know? Like, yeah. God, have some standards, people. Seriously. And, and, like, and, and, and just, like, that area right there, that's where Martin Luther King made, again, one of the best speeches of all time in all of human history, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. it's such a super powerful, emotional area for a lot of people, for a lot of people. And... Um, the second time I, the second time I went there, it was actually, um, um, it was, um, it was during, there was a bunch of protests going on near like the, um, near like the reflection pool. But as soon as you got to the Lincoln Memorial, everyone was super quiet and it was really nice. And there was this, uh, African American, um, 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 lady who, who came up to my brother, um, and put and put her hand on his shoulder shoulder and it was like do you mind just holding here i'm trying not to cry because she she remembered she remembered a time period where because she was old enough to remember a time period where african americans were um sort of persecuted so, um, so much against she was probably in her probably in like her 70s or 80s and this is 2000s like 2010 so wow she lived through a lot and that area kind of was a huge stepping stone for her race. Just be all the feels. I know. <laughs> Pull but together. Seriously, like, ugh. No. I just don't. I don't understand why people can are so disrespectful or like don't understand the full impact. And and that's like the other thing. The other thing. Um, I I've heard of things. I've heard of things in D.C. where people are not respectable. Um, to to the different like war memorials, like for me the Korean War Memorial, we just stumbled upon it, and it's also one of the most emotional. Like that's also super emotional. The Vietnam War one is super emotional because mm-hmm. they they like whoever they the artists the artists whoever they hired to get those to do those things they hit it spot on. It's not just something like like oh. Remember this great um this great victory for our country. It's no. Remember the people that died that died so this could happen, and yeah. and that that was that's always my thing. Whenever like whenever I went to the memorials in D.C., like you be quiet, you be respectful. My personal favorite one, other than like the main ones, was the Thomas Jefferson's um, memorial. It's like off, like kind of like on like those like little island points. I'm not sure if you oh, got to go, go, got to go do it. I think we might have. We re- we were riding bikes and we ended up kind of going like a weird way back. Okay. And so if it's the same thing that I'm thinking of, I I think we might have seen it. And I I, I just like that one because first I first off I I just like being near water that made mm-hmm. it cool and also it was just secluded by itself and I, I thought and it, I mean it had less people. Plus, people both times that I uh, both times when I went to it. Yeah, I'm really excited because we will probably end up going back, um, and I 
think we'll be able to go back next year, actually, because Kyle will have the same conference again. Nice. And they were saying that they want to do it in the same location. So um, it would be really fun and interesting and even more like awe-inspiring to go back and be able to look at all the different memorials that we might have missed this time around. Um, but I don't know. I'm just a flying type of person. I would never want to drive across the country or even really drive a few states away. Have, I'll do a state, maybe two. Have um, So how many states in our country have you been to? Um, well. Roughly. Should I list them all off or just give you a figure? Just give me a figure. Okay. Um, I'll have to list them because I don't know. Okay. Okay, so obviously Nevada. I've been to Utah, kind of. <laughs> Well, like, briefly, I think we, like, crossed the line. Okay. Does that really count? Does does that count? I don't know. That's why I said kind of. Okay. Um, Washington, Oregon, California, um, D.C., Virginia, Maryland. I feel like I need a map. (laughs) Okay, but, so... Um, so would you say you've probably been, let's give you like 15 or 20. Sure. I feel like that might be an over-exaggeration. Maybe like 10 or 15. Okay. So you've, so you've, so you've been to 20% of our states? Yeah, they're so big though. It's hard to get across them. So my thing is, my thing is each state is, is basically, it's basically its own separate country. If you kind of look at it, every state has its own culture. Every state just just thinks just thinks and does things differently by laws or just what is normally accepted. It's like a California to Nevada. It's it's way different. As soon as you cross the border, you know you're in Nevada. And 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 so so I kinda compare it to Europe. I kinda compare it to Europe because the whole idea of the EU is basically is is um, is basically um what uh what uh what what uh what the United States had is all these separate countries coming together but have a unified system where they can work off each other and support each other. We've obviously changed changed since then. But I think I, I think it's super important for everyone to go to to go to um, different states because it really makes you understand politi- politically why things happened, why certain things the news get get put certain ways. Like for example, like for example, on, on this last road trip, this last road trip I was on, I have never understood the concept of daylight, daylight savings time. I think it's stupid. It ruins my sleep schedule, and so I hate it. <laughs> okay, sway me because I also feel the same. Okay, so the reason why we have daylight savings time is, is because in Ohio, in I'm um, in uh, October, the sun doesn't rise until eight. Really? So that means, like, in December, the sun wouldn't rise to, like, 9 or 9.30. Oh, my God. Because the sun really doesn't want to be in Ohio, which, hey, son, I don't, I don't love Ohio either, but it's still a cool place. You get to know it. <laughs> but, but, but that is why, that, that's why I think we have daylight savings time, because legitimately, I'm legitimately, your sun doesn't rise till 8 o'clock, and... Like, okay, well, your day's going to start later. Or you're just going to wake up and go to work or go to school, and it's going to be pitch dark out. And so we have daylight savings time because of 
those 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 those, those flyover states in um uh, um I'm, I'm in the middle of the country. Nothing nothing to do with the rest of the more populated states. Well, that makes sense. I can get behind that. Although I will say that I'd much rather go to work when it's dark and get off when it's still light than go to work when it's light and get off when it's dark. I agree with you. And I get off when it's dark right now and it sucks. It's awful. Yeah. But but yeah, it just at least made me understand. Uh, so made me understand why. Why, like, that's a thing. But then there's like, oh, there's a ton of other things. There's a ton of other things. But I think I've, so I've been to almost, I've been to almost every state on each coast except for Florida on the East Coast. I love Florida. I need to go to Sorry. Florida. Um, 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 so I need to go to Florida to go to the Everglades. And Disney World. Just saying. Sure, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but uh, need to go there. But then I've also never been to basically all of, basically the more central states like Nebraska, Kansas, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, you, those center you states. You haven't been to North Dakota? Oofta. Oh, don't you Sorry, know. Sorry, Kyle's from North Dakota. I've actually been there. So. There's another one I forgot about. So, so I, I've not been to those states, but I want, but I, I plan to have probably two road trips where I'm able to hit like the top section and one hits the bottom section. So this, and then Alaska is only like non like mainland U.S. that I that I'm, I'm that I haven't hit. So mm, so okay. so I hope to hit all fifty states, just how I hope to hit every single continent. Because 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 like because like we all say we love our country and stuff like that and stuff like that. But how do you know if you love your country unless you see it all? Okay, all right. You've got me there. I do agree with that. I think it is important to like understand more of the culture and 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 uh, I guess heritage that that we have in our country. Mm-hmm. And you are right. I've learned lots of things since starting this podcast episode about different states, even. So okay, e- okay. I mean, even on the, um, I think it was two podcast podcasts. So I was listening to your one. Uh, with about Nevada and the spookiness, it seemed like oh. you you're, you're you're learning a lot about the different spookiness, like different things that Nevada has too. So it's like even our own. St- there's we're never gonna see everything in this world, but like you can always we can always like learn more things and stuff like that. Well, and like this podcast, the whole idea behind it is you're wandering where maybe you aren't familiar with, or you're. You know, like the like the idea was to encourage and inspire people to travel even just around where they live now. You know, even within your own city, you can be lost. You cannot know exactly what is going on or, you know, what it has to offer you. So thanks for the reminder, Camp. That, that's, um, that's what I'm here for. I'm just here for the deep insights. Oh, so deep. So deep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, but yeah, and the easiest way for the U.S. is definitely road tripping because you can hit so many states at once. And I suppose, and especially, and especially like the more eastern states, they're much closer together. Well, and I will say, like, like again, like when we went to D.C., we we stayed in Bethesda in Maryland, mm-hmm. and I drove to Fairfax, Virginia, every morning. I was what? working. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, why? <laughs> Yeah, we have an office in Fairfax, okay. so I was working. But 
yeah, I mean, just that drive was super simple and quick. And it did, like, things did actually change between the two states. So there was actually, like, a difference. Yeah, and, um, and, and, and like, especially, especially over there, because you could have hit, because you could have hit Delaware, would have also been super close to you. Uh, I think North Carolina and Virginia are pretty far apart from each other, but, like, uh, Pennsylvania is also super close. So there's so many different places that you could have just swooped right, right on through. Well, next year, we'll be going back. But also, there's also so many things that you can see in Washington, D.C. And I, I, really, I, I really needed to get back to Washington, D.C. I, I also mainly try to hit a lot of states and stuff through long layovers because it's like a bonus trip. So <laughs> maybe I can get a long layover in D.C. and check it out for like, like a half day. That was super cool. Or you could just come with us on our next trip. Or that. You guys just mm-hmm. let me know. You guys let me know when, and as long as it's not in busy season, I'll be there. Um, well, we just went, so it will, it'll be in the, around the same time. So, October-ish. I could go. Free hotel. Free hotel. Um, so, my other rule is, because you know how we are just talking about how many states states we've been to? Yeah. My rule is, for you to be, um, for you have gone... For, for you to have gone to a state, you have to have a memory in that state. Okay, fair. Fair enough. So, so, like, so like I have already been to Indiana when I was a junior in high school, but my brother never had. So we were driving through Indiana, and, and uh, he was like, I need a memory. And so we ended up going, so we ended up going to a German restaurant, because I guess, I guess Indiana has a huge Amish and German um, German community in the southern part of its state. That's and, interesting. And so we went to this German restaurant and basically we were like one of like two tables that didn't speak German. Whoa, like, really? And so it was just wild. It was just wild. Just like huge German culture in this little town that we're in and they they like to honor their culture and they were speaking speaking in, speaking in Deutsch. So. Oh my gosh. That's really cool. So it's it's like so that that will always be so that will always be like a memory. I've been to Indiana at one time when we went to a restaurant and they didn't and they hardly speak English and so America. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do love that. Okay, well maybe you've changed my mind a little bit about road trips. But listeners, what do you guys think? Flying or driving? Let us know. Hit up the website, wanderwearlost.com, listen to the podcast there, check out the Insta, um, and give us your feedback, because I would love to know if flying or driving is the way to go. Um, Campbell, before we sign off tonight, I need a crazy travel story from you, and it does not have to relate to road tripping. It can be anything. Do you remember the one I, do you you remember which one I said last time? It was one from Peru. You were like okay. adamant about doing a Peruvian one. Wait. Okay. So, uh, so, but there was one that you won't tell me, and I really want to know, but I don't know what it is because you won't tell me. Let's go with Thailand because that's probably the craziest one. Is it Thailand or Japan's probably the craziest one or Europe? Give it to me. But okay, we're going to Thailand. We're going to Thailand. Um, uh, so, so in Thailand they have these things things called buckets, which instead of like having like your rum and coke like little glass they have a sand pill like you make a sand castle out of full of rum and coke or oh. a different drink 
And so, okay. and, um, and, and I generally stay at hostels, and the hostel we stayed at was definitely a, a fun party, a party hostel. And so we got done with uh, doing, um, doing this hike through the jungle. We got to our hostel, and the person goes, the person went to us like, hey, hey, we're going to do our bar crawl tonight. Um, so, if, so if you guys pay right now, you get two buckets for free. And we're like, I don't know what a bucket is. Sounds great. Let's do this. <laughs> oh God! And also, mind you, a bucket a bucket costs like you um, probably like two or three dollars in like American. Oh yeah, it's super cheap over there. It's super yeah. cheap. So it's legitimately like alcohol is free. And okay. and I pride myself with I hardly ever get drunk because I have a really high tolerance. And so so before going on this bar crawl, they they give um. They give you they give you these buckets, and then the whole hostel is playing drinking games like uh, King's Cup and and stuff like that. And uh, so we're playing we're playing those drinking games, and then we're also they're also playing this game where you take a clothespin and you, and so if you pin it on somebody and they don't find it in five seconds, they have to drink their whole drink. Oh God, so, that's terrifying. Yeah, especially so so I so 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 my first bucket. I was drinking relatively pretty slow. I was doing good. Second bucket, um, my friend Curtis didn't want to finish because he didn't because he didn't he didn't like the Long Island iced tea that much, and I never had one, so I was like, "Oh, I'll take that from you." Alcohol abuse. You can't just leave fruit alcohol there. And so I I grabbed it, and someone clothespin me right away. And so I had to chug a full Long Island iced tea. And oh so, my god! So I, so I didn't really get to taste it. So I went back up went back up to the front, and I was like. Hey, can I get another Long Island iced tea? Not knowing what is a Long Island iced tea, mind you, either. Which is, I guess it's four different types of alcohol put together. And, and I think a splash of Coke or something like that. And what? So I'm, so I'm ordering. So, so, um, so, so I'm waiting for my drink to come. Talking, just talking to people. And the girl who I'm talking to clothespinned me, but I didn't realize it. And the guy starts counting down. And so then I have to chug a second one. Oh shit! And so now I'm three buckets in in the course of like fifteen minutes, and and so then I was like feeling feeling pretty good about myself, and and then I saw a wall, which they have all this at a lot of hostels, whichever country can drink the most shots, and America was losing, and I'm feeling good. Oh, Campbell, no. America. No. America won. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, oh, Campbell. So then we go out to the bars. We're dancing. We're having a good old time. I was drunk swing dancing, which was legendary. Um, uh, my friend Curtis described it as the, the funniest thing he saw the entire two weeks on, on the trip together. And and uh, so and so I, I, so I so remember all this part. But then I blacked out. Then I woke up. Then I woke up in a hostel that wasn't my hostel. I looked around like I'm not in the right place. Um, for, the first day I was fully clothed, so nothing happened. Nothing happened in this bed at all. I just was in some random person's bed, and and I had no idea where it was. My phone was dead. It was like probably I think it was like five or six o'clock in the morning. So I stumble out of this hostel. Go to the beach, fall back asleep at like like five or six in the morning. Wake up an hour later, like okay, I'm still drunk. How do I get back to my hostel? 
My hostel, I found out, was um, um, was about a mile and a half away. <laughs> so I walk all the way back to it, get back, get there, get there, get there. And the person who was serving the buckets was opening up the hostel's bar. And the person looks at me, he's like, man, I thought, um, man, I thought, uh, um, so I thought you died. <laughs> so, so that's was the lesson that you learned. Don't try to drink in Thailand and also keep a buddy. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I feel like any other person probably would have died. It sounds like you drank a fuck ton. Yes. And it, I got saved. I, I got saved. So I ended up finding out what happened. So I got saved because the, the guy, um, one of the guys that was working at the hostel was taking us around he, um, he was sending a bunch of people to the hostel and ended up spending the night. And he, he's like, he sent me with them because he didn't have time to get me to my hostel. He's like, this guy needs to go somewhere where he's not going to like pass out in the middle of the streets. <laughs> he sent me there. And then this, this nice lady's like, okay, he's really drunk. And she took care of me. Don't remember Aww. any of it. Don't remember any of it. And yeah. But then the next night... <laughs> I was not going to make the same mistake, but then I got chased by a lady boy uh, for like two hours and almost got lost in Thailand, too. So there's also that story. <laughs> wow. I feel like there are... Okay, so like, I feel like just for your travel stories alone, you're going to have to come on the podcast like another at least four or five times. If the people want me, I will be there. So far, it sounds good. But listeners, you tell us. Should Campbell come back? Yes or no? <laughs> My self-esteem is based <laughs> off this answer, so. <laughs> Campbell, thank you so much for joining me tonight, all the way from San Diego. I appreciate you, man. It's always fun having you on. We got to do the next one when I'm back in Reno sometime, probably after yes. busy season. So we can have a live one, and I can actually make you drink your drink, because I don't think you've drank it the entire time. I've drank, like, three quarters of it. I don't know if you... Yeah, sure. Sure. See, look, I'm showing you. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, normally I try to finish it, so I'll, like, power through. But I didn't see you drinking yours, so I was like, well, maybe I just won't drink. I don't know. But, yes, a live one sounds fantastic. Let's put it on the books, Camp. Sounds great. Let's put it on the books. Well, well, you guys have a good night, and I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Thanks so much, listeners. Um, definitely check out the blog wanderwearlost.com. You can listen there. You can listen on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all the good things. And listeners, if you're loving this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and family. Seriously, word of mouth is so important for new podcasts, and it makes such a difference. A world of difference, you could say. <laughs>